Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Rodcast and I hope that you are enjoying your summer, at least for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, just a quick update on The Rodcast. Uh, over the next few weeks, we will be doing things a little bit differently. We're taking a break from the uh, Ephesians series. Um, hope you have been enjoying that. Just these great uh, short teachings that Pastor Rod has been taking us through the book of Ephesians. And we'll also be replaying uh, two amazing episodes from uh, a year ago. Um, firstly, the, the first episode will be about just building a, uh, a preaching team of different, uh, from different languages, different personalities, yet keeping the same message as a, as a church, as a preaching team. The second one will really be about um, that great episode about raising up leaders from within. So it's going to be great. So why don't you stay tuned and enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast. Uh, good to be together. And yeah, today I wanted to know, have you ever wondered how you can carry a single message across different cultures, languages, with different personalities preaching? And that's really what we're going to be discussing today. So um, yeah, welcome Pastor Rod. Great to have you with us today. And yeah, we'd love it if you could just dive straight into that. Like, how do we carry this message, uh, a single message? Yeah. Well, I think we're living in a, cult, a, a culture or a world where it's so multicultural that this is a really important question. Um, there's different words and phrases and thoughts. And so our role as communicators is to think through that, think through from one side to the other of the audience or the podcast or, and um, a, 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 the same message, the true message, but realizing it's going to be unpacked um, in various ways uh, so different minds and hearts and languages can receive it. Because our role, as, as I said, is to communicate the good news of Jesus. And let me say as we open up this subject, I'm so excited about this subject. <laughs> I've been working in cultures for over 40 years of my adult life, basically, mm. and um, many countries right around the world and also, you know, from children to old people, different, you know, from poor to wealthy people, from, you know, whatever. And I find this really exhilarating, exciting. Mm. I, I find it so exciting that I can't understand when people don't find it exciting or find it hard work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's dive in. Let's, let's talk about some of the issues here. Oh, that's awesome. So really, um, you, you yourself are a great preacher. I love your preaching and teaching, but you've really built uh, Lifehouse over with many preachers. You really have trained up and uh, empowered many people, preachers. People are preaching in different languages and young and old. And it's, it's, it's incredible to see how many different preachers we have. And so, like, why, why is this important to you? And why has it been so important to Lifehouse? Yeah, just um, how? I don't know. It's just, it was just natural to Viv and I to think, um, to think the, with the end in mind. John Maxwell talks about that, that, that there's no success without succession or there's no success without successes. He also said, John Maxwell said, you start with the end in mind. And mm. we always started our churches thinking, we've only got a few people now, but one day we're going to have a large church. Yeah. And, and what are some of the, the values that we want to have? And one of them was, well, we've got to be able to multiply the giftings because Viv and I are only just two people. Um, what do you do when you get, you know, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people? So we've always thought in terms of multiplication and mm. we've always thought, 
there's going to be people who are gifted with this gift. Now, not all people are gifted to preach or teach, but I think most people can be taught. And so starting with the end in mind, we always looked, <laughs> uh, who else can we train? And being in Japan these last 20 years, when we started, um, we couldn't speak Japanese. And so we had to get translators. And um, our first translators, some of them uh, were new Christians. Um, a few were maybe were non-Christians or not yet Christians. They were good people. Um, but we had to take people right from the beginning and that helped us. That helped us as preachers in this culture because we had to talk about a lot of things with our translators. But from, because of that start, we, we mm -hmm. always trained Japanese. And now we have many amazing Japanese preachers. But being a bilingual church, when the Japanese preachers started preaching, then we needed English translators. <laughs> we needed to translate um, back to English for our bilingual service. So that means we needed to train more English preachers and teachers. So it was sort of organic, really. It was no like um, sitting down with a master plan. It was just we have to do this and we have to do that and we have to get more. But that organic nature where at the beginning it was essential mm. that we had translators, now it's become a training system for us. Yeah. Where if anyone's going to translate for us, we're looking to see whether they, either male or female, young or old, can actually have the gift in their own life to mm. preach. So I, I say this. I say what was once essential, that is we had to have translators, now has become strategic in mm. that we stay bilingual and we stay training because six months translating with me is probably going to make another preacher. For yeah. someone else, you know, a young Japanese man or um, it, it's, it's what was, let me say it again. What was once essential is now a strategy. So even though we could have people just preach straight out in English or Japanese, we've stayed bilingual to train preachers. It's been amazing, hasn't it? Oh, it's been so good. And I, I love, we got some amazing Japanese preachers and mm. just so great to see a, a young generation of Japanese preachers coming through and, um, with that, why do you think it's important to have uh, Japanese preachers to, to, in order for the mission? Like, is it yeah. good for a Japanese person to hear a Japanese mm. person preaching the gospel? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> We've, um, no matter how hard we try as foreigners in Japan, uh, we, we can be successful in loving our Japanese friends and teaching mm. them, taking through. Um, the Bible in Japanese and, and studies in Japanese. We can be very successful with a lot of things. But we've found most Japanese needed to hear the gospel in Japanese language for them to make a decision for Christ. Mm. Not always, but it certainly is a... Um, we've seen that over and over again. We've seen people like come back from America and they heard the gospel in English in America and they were attracted, but they couldn't understand the cross or grace so when they heard it in Japanese, uh, could be the first time they heard it or maybe the, the second or third time they heard it, they make a decision for Jesus Christ mm. because they just needed to hear it in their own space, in their own brain, in their own language, and it made sense and it connected and the Holy Spirit touched and they, got, mm. they became believers in Jesus. So because we've seen that 
And also we've seen people, um, same thing with leadership stuff. Like we teach a lot of leadership and Japanese can get it to a degree. But when a Japanese preacher gets up there and gives a Japanese example and they laugh and they connect and they understand, mm. it just is quicker. It's faster. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely essential. And that means um, as a foreigner in Japan, to have a Japanese beside me um, translating, I say to that Japanese translator, you can't, you can't give the people secondhand word. You've got to give them firsthand word. What that means is don't keep looking at me and looking for assurance for me. You've got to hear me and translate with what we call dynamic mm. equivalent as, 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 as clearly as you can, mm. but not 100% accurate. Like it's going to yeah. be different words and phrases. Mm. Um, but, but deliver it from you to the people. And when, when they do that, we watch the Japanese watching them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not watching me. They might understand some English but they're watching for the Japanese. And I think when you see that, you realize, wow, they really connect with the Japanese preaching of the word. Um, and, and again, in small groups, it's language specific. So the mm. Japanese need to be discipled and read the Bible together in Japanese to, yeah. to truly get the word. Um, mm. There are a few Japanese who are very brilliant in English and they have a choice of either. But most people will tend towards their language group to have clarity and connection. So, yeah, it's so important. And so the person up front with me becomes becomes like me. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul said, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And yeah. although that's a bit of a scary verse, in translation, it actually is true. You've got to imitate yeah. me for for the people, mm. but give it to them in, in their language. And there's yeah. supernatural growth occurs. Yeah, so good. And I think... Um, I think it's been amazing to yeah. see the culture of, that we've built here at Lifehouse in terms of translators. That we, we're really encouraging translators. They're not, they are, they are, yeah, they are preachers. They're not serving us as preachers. They're serving the community of people. They're yeah. preaching and they're there to preach a message uh, to yeah. to a community of people. So, why why do you think it's been important to be a bilingual church rather than? foreigners learning Japanese and preaching in Japanese why has that been important for you so when we came to when we came to Japan we were called bad missionaries not because we're bad but um, <laughs> we didn't learn the language first I took my young team of, of uh, 10 young Australians um, to the streets Starbucks universities to meet people that were studying English and we said hello um, we're from Australia we, we we would like to tell you about God if you've got a moment and um, we we, we, we targeted people who loved English. Now, we did that as a strategy, but it's been so important to us because we really did r relate to the people straight away. And, and then they became our translators, and many of them actually became believers. Um, and it, it, just, it was just our thinking, we've got to move this into Japanese. Now, mm -hmm. some cultures are not like that so much. I think that like if you're in Singapore or... India, parts of India, maybe English is enough. But here in Japan, we needed to do that. For people who study Japanese and they do very, very well, God bless them all. I'm not one of them. <laughs> bless them all, Lord. Use them all. But for, for the majority who don't get onto Japanese, and, and most foreigners do not get into Japanese to a level that is fluent or teaching level, um, it, it, 
if, if you're not good, you're not going to make it in Japan, if that's your strategy. Mm. Um, if you are good um, and there's only a few, well, God bless you, um, but not many. Uh, there are a few exceptions. People who are born here and raised here and speak Japanese like mm. natively, that's, that's very different, but there's yeah. very few of those. Mm. So if that's not the predominant pastors in Japan, yeah. um, we have to use bilingual. Mm. And I also found that staying with English over time pulled my Japanese team into the English world more mm. because there's almost no theology books in Japanese. Yeah. There's almost no church planting or church growth books in Japanese. So as we pull them into the English world and we teach them more about English and English leadership terms, it's opened up reading to them. Mm. So, you know, like one of my young guys um, has done a lot with Joyce Meyer's books. Mm. Um, and uh, he's amazing. But listening to Joyce Meyer's over and over, the English, gave him enough English to be a great translator. Mm. But he can also read English books. It opened up the world of English where, the, again, the world in Japanese is, is, is very small. There's only a few books in um, mm. modern Japanese. So it was a strategy and it is a strategy to pull our team over time into English and into the English leadership style. Mm. So I hope our viewers are not thinking I'm saying English is better. I'm just saying it's, it's how we had to utilize our, yeah. our training. Mm. And still we have a few pastors that are struggling with English, but now the Japanese pastors are discipling them in Japanese. So mm. when I say things in English, they get on the, the phone or line or WhatsApp and they explain it. And it's like they hear mm. it in English, then they hear it in Japanese. And it, it's faster. It's faster discipleship, yeah. Japanese to Japanese. Mm. But to do that, we had to build a foundation. Yeah. Um, that's probably an important thing to talk about just for a, a minute. When we came to Japan, there was almost no young people in churches. So we had to build a foundation of new young Japanese believers, mm. which for 20 years we've been able to do by the grace of God. So now they are the leaders of the connect groups, the training. That's when it gets faster. But we had yeah. to build that foundation in, in English and bilingual. Mm, sure. Oh, that's so good. And um, yeah, I, I just wanted to ask, how has how's this, um, this kind of model of m many preachers and training up preachers and translators, how's it helped um, with the mission of church planning and and preparing leaders to be church planners and be able to go and preach the message of Jesus in different parts of Japan and other parts of the world? Well, I guess there's different models of preaching as you church plant. There's um, uh, the model of the, the one preacher being, you know, zoomed out or beamed out um, mm. to, to many campuses. When we started church planting in 2002, and then our first outside church plant in Osaka 2008, um, Technology wasn't great. So it was all about training the live preacher. Yeah. And we just kept on that um, mm. these last 10 years. Now we have multiple campuses and in different countries. Mm. And everybody's at a different level. Yeah. Um, but our model was we just have to keep training and training and talking about preaching and talking about. And the more I, I talk about this, the more I realize young preachers want to talk about this. So mm. we're not getting like people being proud and saying, I know that, I, I got that. No, no, this, mm. is, this is something young preachers want to talk about mm. is preaching styles and 
and and how did you do that and what did you do here and what should I do mm. there? there there's an there's a, a amazing um friendship mm. in in that in that discussion of preaching now during covid and after covid there are a lot more um live streaming and yeah. um campuses using the one notes mm. obviously that's a it's a model that we have too mm. um but in most of our churches we will go back to live preaching when we can and hopefully this season, it, it's allowed people to to observe and, and learn and grow. Maybe they're going to be better preachers live um, when they come back to in-person as well. So I think at the end, it's going to be hybrid. Mm. I think there'll be some, you know, like might be my message once a month, but the other three might be local or, or whatever mm. it is. Um, but I think we need to keep developing preachers for campuses. Mm. And if people are not good preachers, they could be a good teacher anyway. And I actually think that's the main New Testament gift with pastoring is teaching rather than preaching. Preaching is the proclamation, whereas mm. teaching is the explanation. And mm. I think that we are all called to be teachers, but only mm. some are brilliant preachers. Um, but our model also makes that really sort of relax. I say to the guys, mm. just relax because yeah. you know I'm not the best preacher in the world and Maybe you aren't either, but we can teach and people love that connection and they're going to grow and be discipled and your church will grow. So um, I think we're coming into a zone after COVID actually where churches are going to be a lot more about relationship and and um, interaction for discipleship rather than yeah. just Sunday preaching. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like good preaching, but yeah. discipleship is going to be much broader than that. Isn't it? Don't you think that, uh, Adrian? We're we're shifting here a little. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it's uh, during COVID we've had great online preaching, but it's also we've continued our connect groups and relationship, and so uh, I really I think we've built a. I think we have great preachers, but people aren't growing just because of preaching. They're growing because of yeah. discipleship. People have been. We've really trained people, and as we've spoken uh, on this podcast mm. about journaling and simple prayer and clean hearts and yeah. uh, connect groups, and we've spoken a lot about that. And so there's, and that is all relationship based. It's we're doing this, we're growing in groups, we're growing in, um, but there's also it's it's great. Preaching is inspiring. There's those moments where uh, through preaching, God brings breakthrough, and there's a healing. There's the proclamation, there's new life and lift mm. and vision and all of those things. But the the day-to-day -day building of discipleship is through connect groups. And uh, yeah, I think it's through relationship journaling and all of that. So mm. yeah, I definitely think it's a, it is changing. It is shifting and, and um, it's great to see people really hungry and learning uh, as they journal, as they're reading the Bible, they're really yeah. growing. It's, mm. it's so good. So yeah, it, it, I think it really does take the pressure off the preacher. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't have to come up with this amazing word every Sunday. I, I would <laughs> like to, don't get me wrong, but no no one's going to hit it every time. But yeah. that's not the point. The point is to be faithful, a faithful yeah. under-shepherd and yeah. um, get the word. And, and, and us doing one message preparation, yeah. we can talk about that in a moment, and sharing mm. it um, mm. seems to help a lot of people yeah. with the preparation. So then they can just think about the prayer mm. and the, the presentation, which is the best they can do and, and is really good. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, let's dive into this idea of one message. We've spoken about different languages mm. and translation, personalities, but 
we have this one message and we will have a whole podcast on it where we talk about mm. our message is a message of grace of sons and daughters of God. But how do we keep this message uh, uh, as the central message with many different preachers, different uh, kind of personalities? Um, what kind of input mm. do you have in the preaching? We've actually changed styles a few times. And what we've done for the last few years is um, concentrate on monthly themes mm. and um, so th- and, and yearly themes. So this year's theme is refreshing, you know, from um, Acts 3, 21, where it says times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. And so uh, we've done monthly themes. We've done, you know, refreshing of the Holy Spirit, refreshing in hard times. We're now doing one on refreshing of the mind. Um, and so I think that's helping people for a start that we are mm. going to have a theme across a year and we're going to set it. But within that theme is weeks where we actually write down, um, we're going to speak about these four areas of refreshing in the trial. So we might bring up mm. four different areas. Mm. And so we're doing, doing that more and more as a, a group, uh, talking yeah. through that. And then we, we're actually talking about what is the Bible stories that would be the stories we want to tell for this month. Mm. Um, so we would give a, Maybe not one story, but it could be five or ten different stories we could use. Um, and then we give that out to the preachers um, along probably with an actual video of one of our preachers doing it mm. because we have to pre-record. And so it could be pre-recorded and pre-listened to before someone does it live. And although that sounds like a big process and, oh, wow, lots of steps, it is truly organic. It really is, isn't it? It's um yeah. It's amazing. It's it's organic, and the and the people preaching it uh, are being given a theme. They've been given some illustrations, and then we say, "Make it yours. Make mm. it your personality, your style. You've got some jokes or some personal stories, mm. um, and, and let her rip. Let her go. Let <laughs> be free." Yeah, and um, I, I just think we've had most good feedback we've ever had. Um, as people hear the messenger bring that one message, but in their style, mm. um, and that, that relates to different languages and different cultures. The the um, examples will go to different cultures. You know, an example on grace in Japan will look like different from an example on grace in India, probably mm. um, a life example. And yeah. so it becomes local and fun and, and interactive, and people are clapping mm. and and smiling and and responding. To yeah. Jesus, so this style of group um, dynamic mm. um, has helped us a lot, and 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 you and yeah. your wife, uh, Catherine, are a big part of that too, Adrian. So, how have you found that? Yeah, so for my wife and I, it's really been awesome to be a part of uh, just the preaching team, and I think mm. um, I think it's been great for the church preaching and themes because we've seen it building and. Uh, conversations are growing in uh, around certain topics like this. We're doing a series color, currently called the Be Happy Attitudes, looking at the Beatitudes of Jesus from Matthew chapter 5. And this word that Jesus used, blessed, is makarios. And mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it. And it's this, and, and people are growing. Because I think it's like when you do a few weeks on a topic, it really builds people's understanding mm-hmm. and and it's it's like the revelation starts to sink in in people's lives. So I think that's been yeah. really great for for the church, but also yeah. as a preacher, I think it <clears throat> it stretches you because you you I think we all have yeah. a 
a, a our sweet spot. We like to preach on this subject. Like I like to talk about this, and that yeah. guy likes to talk on this subject. But now you're having to, um, with the help of a team, you're ha- you're yeah. able to say, okay, I'm going to preach on this, which I don't normally preach on, but I've really got some great stories. I've got illustrations, got other guys' messages. So um, I'm stretching myself to be able to to preach about a broader. Uh, subject i'm looking at scripture and and not just go to my my go-to messages which is Mm. we all have a life message something that we really carry which is great but it's also good Mm. to to be able to stretch in that yeah i've had some some of the pastors just say to me that they've been stretched like you're saying the way outside their comfort zone but with the notes we give and the ideas they said it was so stimulating yeah. to look through some new area and then present it and actually have the people say, wow, that was that really spoke to me in mm-hmm. my world. Um, I think that's that's the revelation. Wow, we really are yeah. helping people get probably more of a, a, a big, a big um, like, uh, what's the word, a buffet, a buffet yeah. of God's word. <laughs> yeah. not, not just a few things here, but yeah, we're talking more about um, those areas. And I think with this one on Makarios, which is about, you know, Mm. blessed are you when you have a you know god's way of thinking is we're actually preaching pretty strongly mm. and pretty wonderfully i think about great attitudes mm. make great lives yeah it's a great series and and that does cover every culture of the world but it looks different and so talking yeah. to richard in hong kong he's you know they've got obviously um areas there that he needs to address and he and his team are excited to take that theme and apply it to their city their wonderful city of Hong Kong. Mm. So hearing that feedback, it, 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 it doesn't look stiff and starchy like one message fits all. No, 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 the one message from the Bible fits all, but it's going to be mm-hmm. related so locally and so yeah. powerfully. And we're, we're yeah. hearing that all the time. Sure. That's so good. And um, I think it's it's really great being part of a preaching team. Like I think we it really helps us I think there's safety in that as well because there's mm. many different people sharing. We're bringing ideas, bringing uh, and and then, but there's still an oversight. There's direction. You bring direction, uh, but also through conversation with your team. Um, so I know that you have a lot of conversations with us as your team, saying mm. what are you feeling, what is God speaking, and together we're discovering this, and then you set the theme. So I think it really is. There's it's a collaborative effort and, it, and really, yeah, really believing is. in the gifts and the grace in, in, in the team, which has been great because yeah. we've got some incredible gifted people. So We do. We have uh, many preachers better than me, and I'm just rejoicing in that. And me at 62, I hope I've got another you know, 20 good years. Who knows? Um, but I, I think that it's just it, start with the end in mind. I said that right yeah. at the beginning. Like there's no success without successes, and I don't want to be the – the person who passes away or or mm. or quits one day, um, not in my mind, but one day, and and the thing goes backwards. You know, I want to be the guy yeah. who leaves a legacy. So this one preacher mm. produces ten preachers or twenty would be a great yeah. legacy for me to say, "Come on, go Adrian, go Catherine, go Monty, go go team, go yeah. go and do your best and then you train others too which is the other thing like whatever we whatever you see works you're probably going to do in your life as well yeah and um that's called multiplication which is i think a kingdom principle everywhere so to me the 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 height of preaching is multiplication 
Yeah. And more people getting the word, more people giving the word, yay, team, we can do this. So good. Awesome. Well, one more question. Then we, we next next episode, we're going to talk more about like what, how, how do you identify these young preachers? How do you work with them? What, what is the process of training mm. them up? We've spoken more broadly yeah. about the importance of it. The next episode, we're going to look at more the details of that. So just one final thing. Uh, we talk about plurality or many different preachers, but are there some seasons where you as the senior pastor will say for the next month, I'm going to preach because there's a certain message I have in my heart and um, is do you do that sometimes? Uh, it, I do, but I would say occasionally. And um, the reason is I talk so much about the theme with so many others, I feel they're carrying my heart. So mm. um, I might, if it was something on vision, I probably would, or uh, maybe a change in season in the church, maybe I would. Mm. Um, but I would then back away and start saying to others, you know what, I think you're carrying that now. I think you have that now. I think you you understand my heart why don't you do that in in your ways and i think that's happening more and more so to answer your question i will probably do less and less of extensive preaching but my primary gift is teaching and we're doing these podcasts every week and (laughs) this is what i love to do and this is what i would like to do uh Mm. ongoing is 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 training people releasing people uh so that the one me becomes two of us and becomes 10 of them and 100 of them and yeah, that's that's what I do want to do continually is teach, train, and release for the rest of my life. Awesome, great, Pastor Rod has been awesome just chatting about this. Um, I don't know, would you want to just pray for everyone and then we yeah. can close it out? Lord, I want to thank you that you understand every person and every culture, every boy, girl, man, woman, and I thank you, Lord, that you are the Holy Spirit within us, teaching us to preach and teach and share and lead small groups and. Whatever we do for you, Lord, in in the speaking area, I just really pray, Lord, we will be carrying your heart, the the heart of good news and the heart of grace, but also the heart of truth. And I pray that that people listening would be committed to you and your word and knowing that you are training, you are releasing in every country of this world. I pray for your anointing and blessing in Mm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Pastor Rod. And thank you, everyone, for connecting with us. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.